Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's that? Who pays your salary? We're not a democracy! This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Twitch.tv. Or maybe you're watching this on YouTube, youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan show. I don't know why they have the at in there, but hey, I, I'm not in charge of YouTube, so I can't, I can't control it. <clears throat> um, if you are watching this on YouTube, please hit the uh, subscribe button, then hit the bell, get the notifications whenever a new episode posts. If Twitch stops being silly and splitting up the uh, episodes or the streams into like multiple, like 20, 30 minute pieces that you have to download, try to put together without losing anything out of the middle of it. Because honestly, I don't know how long the breaks are when it decides to stop. And it's, I have not been able to put anything up on YouTube lately. So it's really annoying. Same goes with rumble, go to rumble.com and search for the Tyler Morgan show. And you will find it there again, due to issues with, Twitch breaking up the stream into uh, multiple chunks. I'm not been able to put anything up on Rumble, but again, please subscribe, hit the bell for notifications on Rumble. Before I get into the craziness, especially with uh, everything that happened pretty much out of nowhere with Israel today, uh, let me tell you about one of my favorite things. Well, my favorite things being. Not all the amazing, amazing deliciousness above my head on the wall, which you've noticed there's a uh, bottle of Michter's U.S. number one uh, Kentucky bourbon up there, which, by the way, check out that episode of the Whiskey Pod where I went into a little bit of the history of Michter's and checked it out and then you know, did a shared a taste test with you all. Um, like I said, hey, got have to cross promote where I can, but before, you know, really this is, this is about coffee really is not just my other podcast, but coffee, it's always great. And uh, my favorite coffee, American pride roasters, American pride roasters is a small home owned company. They don't do like some people and, you know, buy from a third party roaster and then slap their own, uh, slap their own stickers on the bags and say, hey, look, this is mine. No, Dave, he orders the coffee. He orders the beans, gets them in. He roasts them. He pairs them up with all the uh, with beans from around the world, gets an amazing blend, and then sends it out to you. So check out American Pride Roasters. They have so many great coffees. Uh, while they have it, might I recommend 
the Austin Peterson called me a retard blend. Make sure you get those extra E's in there. That way people don't accuse you of hate speech. Uh, again, this is a byproduct of the great coffee war caused by me simply saying that I like American Pride Roasters Thomas Payne blend better than Austin Peterson's Thomas Payne blend. And it was great. It was epic. Lots of people getting all butt hurt in the comments. Epic. And so the fact that Dave went and he's like, you know what? You know, if you sometimes you just have to feature it. And so that's what he's doing. And one of the things that Austin called him out on, oh, you have, you have horrible marketing. So now Dave, whenever you order a bag of the Austin Peterson called me a retard blend, you get a hand-drawn label from Dave slapped on that bag and lives up to all the awesomeness. I'm currently waiting on a pound of it to get here myself. 50% of sales of the Austin Peterson blend does go to Wagons for Warriors, a veterans charity here in Missouri. Uh, for some of the work they have done, you can go, and some of the people they support, you can go to wagonsforwarriors.com and check it out. Uh, their biggest donation they've made is like $50,000 to the Fisher House at the uh, Truman VA Center in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, they have helped with buying and training therapy dogs for uh, the USO on Fort Leonard Wood. They have helped individual veterans uh, put in wheelchair ramps, make uh, make other modifications to their home to be able to better live, you know, given their disabilities. So it's a great charity. And like I said, you buy the Austin Peterson blend, 50% of the proceeds goes to Wagons for Warriors. Uh, I am partial to it. I mean, I help out with the big Chuck Wagon cookout every year. Here's my Wagons for Warriors belt buckle. That's just one, one of the belt buckles. The other one, I'm still trying to buy a belt to put on, but again, this is awesome charity and that Dave is helping support them through this blend. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you, Dave. So very much for helping out my dad's charity there. I said it, it's my dad's charity and I want to help them out as much as I can. So check them out. American pride roasters, historically great coffee. All right. So, uh, I would be remiss if I, if I did not start off talking about what is going on in Israel right now. If you've not been following, Israel has been under a huge attack from Hamas. And, I mean, hundreds dead, well over a thousand wounded, people being kidnapped off the streets uh, at the Israeli settlements in Gaza and uh, the other Palestinian territories. I this is like ridiculous. I'm seeing videos of rocket launches where so many rockets are being launched that the the Iron Dome cannot keep up with it. And it's it's absolutely insane. And especially when we think about our intelligence service. The intelligence service that Basically, when Russia was invading Ukraine, they said, on this day, at this time, 
Russia is going to initiate movement into Ukraine. And they were within like 15 minutes of getting it right. How did they miss such a massive attack coming from Hamas on Israel? I, I, I don't get it. I don't know how they could have done it. And this has some other questions that need to be raised. Who funded it? Because something like this just doesn't come out of the blue. Is this like Arab funded from their Arab neighbors? Or is it more, um, I don't know, Iranian? And people call me a conspiracy theorist. I've already seen it on Twitter. Oh, you're just trying to find a reason to blame the Biden administration because you don't like him. Well, okay, let's back up about, I don't know, one month. What happened a month ago? Um, The Biden administration negotiated for the release of five Americans being held by Iran. And in the process, they allowed the transfer of $6 billion that the U.S. had frozen in... South Korean banks, our State Department froze Iranian money in South Korea, and they allowed $6 billion to be transferred to a bank in Qatar. So that way Iran can use it. Six, that seems like a lot of money. And like I said, I know this is all conspiratorial, but considering that, um, like I said, This negotiation took place the week before 9-11, and it was announced on 9-11 that we freed up all of this money for Iran, which seems like a huge PR win for Iran. Oh, September 11th. Ha ha ha. We've conquered you again. Um, but you know, on the $6 billion, and if you say, well, Joe Biden freed up the money, and that's what obviously obviously what it went to was funding this attack. People are already saying that, oh, you're just looking for a reason to attack the Bidens. Well, so you're telling me that I am so far off base that to think that we give this money to Iran. Now, I'm not saying we are responsible for this attack. I'm not saying that we assisted with this attack. I'm just saying the money that we allowed them to have, they did what any crazy bad guy would do and fund an attack with it. Because, again, you have to to get that many rockets in and to... Get this level of coordination, you just don't have a couple Joe blows off the streets like what we would see in Afghanistan, where you know, maybe you have a fairly substantial attack that is fairly uh, mostly grassroots. Now, I'm not 
then you have these giant attacks like uh, I just watched the movie The Outpost last night, so it's it's fresh in my head. You know, movie, you know, things like The Outpost, where at a, um, uh, Dad Gummit, just watched last night and. Uh, the Battle of Camdesh. I don't remember the name of the outpost anymore. It slipped my... Camp Keating. Camp Keating. Named after their commander who died in a, a vehicle rollover. But, you know, something like that was massively funded because if you look at all the ordinances being used. You have mortars. You have... Lots of machine gun fire with AKs and PKMs and RPKs. Uh, Mortar systems. That's something that just doesn't magically appear unless it's got massive funding to be able to get the mortar rounds, the tubes, all the ammo needed. So that's the comparison I'm drawing here. It's not like the times where we get shot at where it's one or two dudes with AKs you know, who pop up out of nowhere, you know, a massive, massive attack. This is like what happened in Libya. Libya was not, you know, oh, there's a YouTube video and there was outrage, which was the original lie that was pushed in the days following uh, the attack on Benghazi. You You know, this was a massive coordinated effort going after the American uh, consulate in Benghazi and then the, uh, the CIA outpost, you know, after, after they evacuated everyone they could out of, don't mind my computer. It's making noises. That's where they got everyone evacuated from the, from the consulate to the CIA, to the CIA post. So, yeah, the whole idea that you can't say Iran is behind it with money we allowed them to have, I think it's ridiculous because you have to be able to look at where the possibility of the funding came from. Again, anyone who denies that it, well, just because it happened a month after we let them have the money, that, that that's coincidental. Well, there are certain things in geopolitics that are coincidences, and sometimes a you know cigarette is just a smoke, and sometimes a coincidence is just that. But there's times where it's like, hmm, this is happening really close to the other, so there's probably a connection. And for the people who deny that there's any connection, just because the the Obama administration, it's basically his third term, but because the Biden administration is, you know, they're so uh, in, they're so in bed with him having this great, wonderful administration following the four years of horror and terror that was Donald Trump. Then, I don't know. They they have as many blinders on as the people who look at the Trump administration as, oh, Donald Trump was so good for America. He loved the Second Amendment. Oh, he loved Trump. It's like, no, stop. Get out of your camp. 
go up on a hill and take a look at the surroundings. You have to be able to see the good and the bad. You have to be able to sort, you know, as a conservative, looking at Donald Trump's, you know, record on, you know, the Second Amendment. Donald Trump was not a big Second Amendment guy. I mean, he was for the bump stock ban. He was for red flag laws. I mean, don't doesn't everyone remember uh, take the take the guns first and then due process? No. And if you bring that up with the with the MAGA people, uh, uh, that's not what he meant. You know, and the same thing with all the Biden stuff. People don't want to look at the Biden stuff. It, it's but it's glaring right in your face. The Afghanistan withdrawal failure is one of the biggest military screw ups of this of this administration. Then you have everything else that's going on with uh with the uh with the Israel right now and the Iranian money allowing yourself to get played so you announce that you gave up the money a week later on 9-11. Considering that this is, you know, what what was the big cause for the Afghan pullout? Well, we want to have everyone out by 9-11. And so you give the Taliban a giant win. You give up the most important air base that you should have held on to in Afghanistan. You give it up, now the Chinese have it, which, yeah, our enemies having, you know, a built-up air base in Afghanistan, assisting our other enemies in Afghanistan, that seems like a brilliant idea from the president. But I digress. So, then again, back to the money. Where did the uh, Iranian guard get the money from? Because I guarantee if they follow the money from Hamas, it will go back to the, what, the IRGC, the Iranian Republican Guard Corps. And that money obviously came from Iran, but where did they get it from? Granted, they have deals selling oil to Russia. They have deals selling oil to China. But it's it's coming so close on the heels of that $6 billion transfer. You can't help but wonder, did we allow the money that went to pay for this Did we make it available? And that is such a huge, huge question. And it's one that the people on the left need to allow to be answered without immediately shutting it down. And I, it's it's just mind-boggling that you know, now we have, you know, the pro-war people. All right, I sent people to, to Israel to fight Hamas. Like, dude, I am so sick of foreign interventions. I did 
deployments to Iraq, to Afghanistan. I've been involved in nation building. Well, Iraq wasn't so much nation building. Iraq at the time, yeah, we were, we went in, we were kicking ass and taking names. I was into crit when they found Saddam hiding in his little spider hole. A guy from my unit actually got to go out to the farm and crawled down in the spider hole. And he's like, holy crap. Saddam was really living in a very tiny, tiny spot. And then all the money that we've been dumping into Ukraine for the past year and a half. When does it end? Now, I get it. Israel is an ally. And I understand we do have some sort of obligation to assist them. But when you have people on the left and the right who are now wanting to dive headlong into wars in Ukraine so we can fight Russia, so we can go to Israel and we can take the fight to Iran in Israel because Iran's not going to actually fight. They're just going to keep paying Hamas and Hezbollah from Lebanon to, Lebanon to come down and fight you know, so they don't have to because that way it looks like their hands are staying, staying clean of it. And it's ridiculous. And I get it. There is innocent blood being shed. These are not attacks on military. These are not attacks on police. These are attacks on civilians. Russia is doing just as bad a job attacking civilians in Ukraine. But you have Swalwell, that wonderful, wonderful person and banger of Chinese spies on Twitter. Ah, Republicans uh, want us to not be involved in Ukraine coming out saying we need to go into Israel. You have you have no credibility here. Dude, you don't have credibility. You and Adam Schiff spent how long? Ah, Russia collusion, Russia collusion, Russia collusion. And then turns out y'all were full of crap and there was no Russia collusion. If there was any Russian collusion, it was on the part of uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign hiring Christopher Steele, who then went to a Russian expat who was making up this crazy Donald Trump fanfic porn garbage about golden showers and prostitutes. There's the Russian interference. But anyone who spent four years peddling the same lies, even after they were debunked, you're going to make a comment on the credibility of someone who's saying, Okay, we have no obligations to Ukraine. We should not be spending money on Ukraine. Oh, we have obligations to Israel. So let's let's help Israel out. You're going to question that credibility? I think they've got more credibility when they acknowledge we have no obligations to one, but we have obligations to the other. But who am I? Who am I to question the wisdom of a dude who is banging Fang Fang?
And it wasn't until the FBI contacted him and said, hey, we think your girlfriend is a Chinese asset. Whoops. Cue the Carl Lewis. Uh-oh. If you don't understand that reference, please look up Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis. Ah, Star Spangled Banner fail. It will be very, very epic because some is one of the greatest, like, acknowledgments of I screwed up in all of history because he botches the Star Spangled Banner in the middle of it. Whoa. Like, he's getting booed. He's so bad. But uh, ADD. But, yeah, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. And I don't want to see boots on the ground in either place. But Israel, I feel, is a far more important place to defend and to assist in the defense thereof than Ukraine. Because Israel, despite its misgivings, yeah, this these are wars they have been fighting since 1948. Just trying to hold on to ground that was theirs. They were kicked out of. They tried coming back to. And then the UN did a piss poor job deciding what Israel was going to be. And then suddenly the you know I get accused of, oh, you're pro-Zionist. Well, I mean, look at all the, uh, you know, the Islamic states where, you know, the Islamic Republic of Afghanistan, the Islamic Republic of this place, the Islamic Republic of that place, the Republic of Islamic blah, 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 throughout the Middle East. But, you know, you can support those guys all you want. Everyone, everyone else who has the Islamic Republic of in their name, support them. You're fine. You're not pro-caliphate. You're not pro-theocracy supporting the Islamic Republic of blah, 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 blah. But if you support the government of Israel and the right of Israel to exist, suddenly you're a Zionist? I, that's so weird. I can You can support this Islamic or this religious state over here, that's fine. But if you support this one, you're a Zionist and you're oppressive. You hate the Palestinians. And it's like, wait, that's a, if I support these guys who hate Israel and their leadership has talked all about destroying Israel doesn't that make me an anti-Zionist, possibly an anti-Semite? And isn't that bad? I get so confused on what is considered good and bad anymore. If you hate the nation of Israel, that's fine. But if you don't like a Jewish person, suddenly you're horrible. Like, wait, aren't the majority of Israelis Jewish? I, I'm so confused. I, I don't know. Anyways, I'm take a quick break and I will be right back. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, getting back into it before I go on to whatever topic I have next, because I've kind of forgotten. Um, let me tell you about what I use to keep my beard all nice and luscious, soft, not itchy, and not damaged from breaking and splitting and all the other things that make beards awful. And that would be beard oil from Blue Collar Beardsmen. Blue Collar Beardsmen are, they make hand crafted beard oils that do an amazing job to provide you know nutrients to your beard to your skin they keep your skin conditioned so you don't get all the itchiness down underneath um he like said it conditions the hair of your beard and your mustache so that way it uh like i said it doesn't split it's not dry it's not brittle that breaks and you end up with little beard hairs everywhere it's really gross so check them out. They have an amazing lineup of this their standard everyday scents. Uh, hunting season's coming up. You might want to check the average Joe. That way, if you're wanting to uh, continue your, you know, your beard treatment regimen, but you don't want to be giving yourself away out in the woods because the deer can smell the scents of the oil. That's the average Joe is for. It is just straight beard oil, no scents. That way, you can again condition your beard. And you don't have to worry about the deer being able to smell you if you happen to end up upwind and you don't have scent block on your face. Or perhaps, you know, you're a kind of a kind of a coffee drinker, you love the smell of coffee. Check out the coffee break. Are you a fan of cigars? I recommend the smoke break. It has amazing scents of spicy tobacco with a vanilla finish. Maybe you're just a standard cologne guy. Check out the boss man. Or maybe you want to check out something new every month. May, might I recommend you sign up for a subscription? Sign up for the subscription, and you will get a monthly special scent just for you that will be delivered. And uh, right now, October, they had the uh, Working to Death, kind of a Halloween theme to it, with a you know a pumpkin oud, you know, it's kind of a you know. The pumpkin pie scent to it. You know, I know it seems it's very fallish. Uh, apple apple bourbon barrel. So you kind of get that oaky, a little bit of apple to it. Uh, some other some other false other false scents to it that are just absolutely amazing. At 25 bucks a month, you get the special scent. I also have uh, some other beard care stuff. They've got a selection of combs. You know, I like which I finally got one. They're good, heavy-duty, hefty combs. that They don't feel all flimsy in your hand. You know, they have, like, picks and uh, detangling combs because 
when I first started combing mine, oh my gosh, it would be tangled so bad and it hurts. You just get on your face, a little on the sensitive side. Check them out, bluecollarbeardsman.com. All right. So, one of the stories, it, this broke back in July. Uh, there was a big story about how one of the people who helped fundraise to get uh, the Sound of Freedom made, he was arrested and charged with accessory to kidnapping. And the left made this giant deal. Oh, my God. He supported this movie, but he's kidnapping children. I know Harry Sisson, if you don't follow him on Twitter, I recommend you don't. If you don't follow him on TikTok, again, I recommend you don't. If you want to keep your sanity because, oh, child needs some Ritalin because he needs to slow it down. Um, but he, he made this big video just dragging this man through the mud. And from the get-go, it was no. It wasn't just uh, no comment. It wasn't just, uh, yeah, I'm pleading not guilty, and that's the end of it. Adamant. Like, no, I did not do this. These charges are bunk. Well, fast forward to this week. And when he said the charges were bunk, yeah, he went to court and they dropped all the charges. And it wasn't wasn't from a lack of evidence. It's because no kidnapping occurred. And because no kidnapping occurred, he couldn't be an accessory to it. So what happened? How did this come to be? How did the charges end up there in the first place? Okay, first you have to look at the situation. He had a person who was living in a property that he owned in exchange for doing work remodeling that property as well as some others. Okay, well, that tenant got into a custody custody dispute with a family member, possibly an ex, possibly an estranged spouse that, you know, they're working on custody issues before the divorce is finalized. That was never gone into. So this this custody this dispute happens. And the other family member, while the child was there in the home of the tenant, he kidnapped my child. And then, so the police go, they investigate. Well, why are you here? Why are you staying in this property? Well, I'm here because he's giving me a place to stay, you know, in exchange for doing this work. And the St. Louis District Attorney's Office. Now, keep in mind, actually, no, I I, I didn't even Google this timeline. and I, It's one of those things that crossed my mind. When did... Kimmy Poo stepped down as DA. I'm doing this live right now. See, here's my phone. When did Kim Gardner step down as DA? Boom. June 1st. So, okay, 
like a month prior. So I can't even say this is one of Kimmy Poo's final acts before leaving before leaving office. But whoever replaced her is definitely on the same page as Kimmy Poo. Because they take a non-crime. They do some do some background investigation on the landlord. And then suddenly he's getting charged, even though the parent, who was a tenant, who's the one who allegedly committed the kidnapping, wasn't charged with anything. Isn't it just a little odd that he was even charged? Like, it was to the point where the judge threw the case out. And then looks at the looks at the DA who is representing the state of Missouri in this case and says, uh, you're coming back tomorrow and you're going to explain how we got to this situation. Now, the sad part is I haven't seen any stories that explains how or why this dude got charged for a crime that couldn't have been a crime. Because what it's based off of never happened. I know that it, I've, I've got to be confusing you because I keep doing this over and over again. I, I'm just trying to make it make sense in my own head. The only thing that I can figure is that there were some, as part of the investigation, because I'm not saying the St. Louis district attorney's office has some corrupt people working for it because there was that investigator involved when Kimmy Poo went after Eric Greitens when he was governor. That investigator was disbarred as a result of his corruption and especially involving that case. And the number of prosecutors underneath her who resigned in protest. But that's neither here nor there. Um, are, are we saying that's not possible that whoever is working as an investigator maybe you know, subpoenaed some bank records and saw that he made these donations? And in light of how amazing that movie did. Decided that maybe it would be a great political tool to discredit the anti-child sex trafficking movement by, this guy supported the movie, but look what he's doing. He's kidnapping children. (laughs) I don't know. I cannot say for sure that's what happened, but it certainly seems that way. Again, like I said earlier, sometimes a coincidence is just a coincidence. Sometimes there's more. Sometimes there's an actual connection being made. Because you look at how the left came out so uniformly against 
against the sound of freedom. And then the stories start breaking about Tim Ballard. And, you know, sometimes when there's smoke, you investigate, and eh, there's not really anything there. You know, spray some water on it, it'll be fine. Sometimes you go and investigate the smoke, and you start pulling stuff around, and flames shoot up everywhere. From the sounds of it, there's some actual flames in the Tim Ballard accusations. So I'm really not going to get into that one because I'm not an investigative journalist. I've not been in contact with anyone involving that case. And so there's way, way, way too much speculation. And, you know, if, if Tim Ballard, for all of his amazing work that he has done, on behalf of getting children and adults out of out of the human trafficking victim, uh, you know, areas, you know, adults who are trapped for sex slavery or actual labor slavery, children, again, for both. You know, despite all of the good that he has done, if it turns out that he's been somewhat of a dirtbag, you know, when he leaves the country to go on these rescue missions with uh, female members of the team, I don't know. You know I, I'm, I'm not going to set aside all the good he's done because he's been a dirtbag. If he's been a dirtbag, he's, he's a dirtbag who's done really good things. I, both can be true at the same time. However, it, it's just amazing that, you know, the events that inspired the movie happened years and years ago. The movie itself was completed five years ago, and then it sat on a shelf. Thanks, Disney. Um, but by the time it came out, you you had the the QAnon movement. You had uh, PizzaGate with Comet Ping Pong, and uh, there's child sex slaves in the basement. Which I'm not saying that. I'm not going after Comet Ping Pong. I'm just pointing out that's where it is. Sensors, you know, Apple, Spotify, YouTube's, wherever that might hear. I'm not trying to push this. I'm just relaying what the situation was with, with all of that. But so you had all the, you had all of this coming out, you know, in the, in the interim between the movie being completed and being released. But the lefties, just immediately came out after it trying to trying to uh, just do everything in the world to discredit it because oh this is just you know QAnon adjacent blah 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 it's like well we're really not trying to do any of that we're not you know I say we the, the people who support groups like OUR, we're, we're not pushing 
that it's corrupt government who's making this happen. The movie never once suggests corrupt government officials within the U.S. Now, I'm not saying there aren't corrupt government officials in other countries who allow it to happen because, you know, because, again, that is a cartel in in and of itself. And if it makes enough money, you can bribe government officials to seek protection. But, you know, when you have governments like Haiti, Haiti is not exactly known for being transparent. Colombia, Colombia, which we, you know, when we were going after the Medellins and, and all that back in the late 80s, early 90s, we had to, like, be keeping a close eye on them. Other governments in Central and South America that are not known for the lack of corruption, when they're on board with ending it, they're on board with funding these operations and allowing them to occur, that should say something. But you have the left here that will do everything they can to discredit people who do that kind of work. You have left-wing celebrities who have been participants in all this for crying out loud. Which is part of the reason why it was so shocking with like uh, uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher and their uh, their support letter for their former co you know, co-star from that 70s show, you know, when after he was found guilty of rape because they've participated in in the funding of some of these operations. Oh, I say I dropped my phone. I need to get some hold music. I want to do something silly like drop my phone, like just click a button, you know, the, you know, like the, the old Indian head, you know, test screen. Now, there's one more topic I want to talk about, and I, like, completely, completely forgot all of it. Do, 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 do. Ah, yes, House Speaker drama. Ah. Yeah, so last week, um, Republicans succeeded in, well, I say Republicans, eight Republicans and all the Democrats successfully voted uh, Kevin McCarthy out of speaker. I'm honestly shocked it didn't happen sooner. But there's a lot of stink being made because you have people like Jim Jordan, who, you know, one of the co-founders of the House Freedom Caucus, you know, who voted against remove, removing Kevin McCarthy? Chip Roy, who is ap- he's the only person in Congress with a one hundred percent freedom score from Conservative Review. He voted against removing him, and then he's getting attacked as a rhino and this, that, and the other. And ah, he's a fake conservative, dude. Look at the man's record. Listen to his explanations. Like, yeah, it's not that I disagree with removing Speaker McCarthy, but it's like it's like firing the coach at the 
you know, at the start of the fourth quarter because you're not you're not doing well. You're still you're down, but you're not in an unwinnable position. It's it was it was a matter of the tactics of when to do it. But so now you have uh, the big fight. You know, someone wants to wants to nominate Donald Trump, which for showmanship purposes, I like that idea. As far as anything actually getting done, him actually making it to speaker, no, 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 ain't happening. But now uh, the biggest names that have thrown the that have uh, entered into the mix are Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan, and Steve Scalise is not the most conservative of conservatives. Um. I think he's sitting at like a 60% on freedom score. I he's he's a machine Republican. He's an establishment Republican. And honestly, he will be another Kevin McCarthy. Which you would think someone who was nearly murdered by a Bernie bro who fully bought into the Bernie bro ideology. He would be a little bit more radicalized against all of that. But I I guess not. And then Jim Jordan, I mean, I think Jim Jordan is, is a great representative I think he does a great job of representing his district from Ohio. But how much um, is Jim Jordan going to let Republican committees kind of run themselves? Which, you know, a lot of Republicans did say, despite failings from Kevin McCarthy to live up to some of the promises he made in order to get the get the votes to be speaker. He was great at not micromanaging or taking over committees. Jim Jordan, um, he basically took over the uh, weaponization of government committee and... Yeah, where have we gotten with that? I mean, we've had some great inter- we've had some great moments of getting people up there before Congress where they just get ripped apart, but where has anything actually gotten done with it? Where has anyone been, you know, had it been recommended they're removed from their position? Why have we not impeached this person for, you know, weaponizing their branch? Why is Christopher Ray still the director of the FBI? Why is Merrick Garland still the attorney general? Questions like that. Things that have not actually been resolved. Because a lot of it, I think Jim Jordan and the other members of that committee are like, well, we can get our sound bites and we can look really good and we can raise money. But nothing's going to actually happen. And this is 
something Republicans are really used to. If you're a Democrat and you're voting for a Democrat and you get a Democrat in office, by God, that Democrat is going to do everything they said they're going to do. Republicans, holy cow. Well, there's, when they're, when they're campaigning, I mean, they're making sweet, sweet love to you. They're kissing you and they're, they're saying, I love you. And they want to be with you. The minute they get in the office, they got their nut and they're done. I mean, that's basically all it comes down to it. it, It's like the Democrats who came out supporting, uh, Liz Cheney and, uh, captain cries a lot from Illinois. It's like, dude, you know that, you know that you're the virgin prom queen the Democrats who are supporting you, they're the jock saying all the right words to get into your panties. And the minute you do, they will kick you out of the back seat of the car and then tell all their buddies all about it and about how, eh, how disappointing it was. But hey, I got the V card. That is conservatives voting for so many Republicans. They take our V cards, kick us out, want nothing to do with us, yet at the same time, we keep coming back to this behavior. I, I don't even know why I even use, say, V card, because at this point, we're, I, we're not even charging them. We're not even charging the Republicans for effing us. Working really, really hard to not just... You know, have to hit that button. Um, we're not even charging. We're just sluts at this point. Oh yeah, here comes another. Here comes another Republican. He's going to say the right things. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, Daddy. Yeah, make it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Just like that. Uh, yay! You're elected. Uh, you want nothing to do with this. Uh. Have no self-esteem. I'm going to find the next guy who says all the right things I want to hear. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, daddy, do it again. Uh-huh, daddy. Why do we keep doing this to ourselves? Do we have no self-respect as conservatives? Do we buy into populism so much that someone comes along, says the right populist things, we get our panties wet, we drop them, and then we're surprised they don't call back? Am, am I alone in asking these questions? I don't know. Oh, there's going to be some out-of-context stuff. Hopefully it pops up on Twitter. Hopefully there's really good recording of this on Twitch. I can clip that and I can share it because someone will at least appreciate the analogy and it will be, you know, hopefully some good exposure when people are going, oh my God, he said what we're all thinking. We're just a bunch of political sluts at this point. Anyways, thanks for tuning in tonight. Um, That's going to be the show. Awesome. Thank you, uh, Sean. 
and conservative I think that's what your name says. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out these bifocals. People saying really nice things in the Twitch stream. Remember, if, if you are, you know, want to check this out on Twitch, Saturday nights, usually 10 p.m. Central, 11, 9, 8, whatever. You figure out your own math. Figure out your own damn time zone. I ain't got time to deal with that. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. Please, please come hang out. I promise I'll, I'll drink less than one glass of whiskey. On this. Look, I haven't finished a glass of whiskey. But come hang out. Check out Twitch stream live. Hang out in the chat room with uh, the handful of people who show up every week. Uh, or maybe you're just going to watch this on YouTube, youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show, or Rumble, search for because I, I don't have a rumble.com slash easy to remember address. Is that too much to ask for Rumble? To, like, do I have to find Dan Bongino and like get on my knees and beg for a simple rumble.com slash easy to remember name? I don't know. But anywho's, go to Rumble, search for the Tyler Morgan Show, or Relentless Daring. Either way, it will show up. Uh, again, Check out the other podcast, The Whiskey Pod, where you can hear my review and a little bit of history of that bottle of Michter's up there over my shoulder. That was really painful. I think there's a reason why I need need surgery on that shoulder. Anyways, anyway, yeah, if you're uh, listening to this on podcast, again, the same four things I ask every week. If you're a new listener, please, please, please subscribe or follow on whatever podcast platform you listen, listen with. After that, please rate the show. I'm looking for five stars. I'll accept four, three and below. Um, hit me up on Twitter at fake Tyler Morgan, and my DMs are open. We can talk about why you have to give me three or below. After you have rated it, please write a review. That's step number three. Write a review. Say something nice about the show. If you decide you want to be a complete and total jerk, be funny. That's all I ask. If if you if you have if you have suggestions on how to be better in your review, by all means be polite. But if you're going to be a jerk and drag the show in the reviews, please be funny. If you're the guy who called me a wannabe Alex Jones, you will live in perpetuity because I will refer back to that all the time. Thank you, guy who called me fake or wannabe Alex Jones. Turn to the freaking frogs gay. Um once you have rated it, reviewed it, please share this podcast, the podcast as a whole. Uh, share this episode, either or. Maybe th- someone will think it's funny that I called the majority of conservatives political sluts. It will be awesome. They will laugh. They may cry. They may get very mad at me because they don't agree with me, even though we're on the same side of things. Either way, I can live with it. Send it to them. If they get mad, hey, I did my job. I made them mad. If they enjoyed it, hey, I did my job. They enjoyed it. Either way, it's a win. So please share the show. Thank you so very much for tuning in. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. 
The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or RelentlessDaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from PurplePlanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1.7